What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC Fight Night. Um, I've just been calling it UFC Mexico. Uh, Moreno versus Royval 2. Um, as far as the results for the last card go, not a whole lot to talk about there, man. Uh, these past two cards, these uh, no contests have been getting me. Like I told y'all last time, it's like I'm cursed when it comes to that. Um, my big play that was on Daniel Marcos, uh, obviously no contest. I think um, Archie Long kind of took the easy way out because he knew he was going to lose that fight. And then um, I had a two-fight parlay on Gregory Rodriguez and uh, Balaji Oki. That one hit. And then I had a play on um, Armin Petrosian. He looked terrible. Obviously, uh, Vieira's takedown defense is a lot better than I thought it was. Or takedowns are a lot better than I thought they were. So that was my mistake there. And I also had had a play on uh, Brizik, but um, his opponent got changed. So I don't know. This thing's a, I've been barely breaking even, <laughs> barely coming out without losing money these last two these last two fight cards, um, mostly due to the no contest, um, Kersey of the week before. Uh, so yeah, I've been barely, barely getting by, man, but luckily I haven't been, you know, taking any big losses really. So, uh, live betting pretty much has saved me, you know, both times and whatever, man, but hopefully, hopefully no contest, no, no, no contest on this, uh, upcoming card today. Um, I, once again, I'm late getting this out. I usually get it out on Wednesday, Thursday, and, uh, it's Saturday morning again. I'm trying to get back on track. Uh, so I'll probably have another video coming out here in like two or three days uh, when I wrap up this next card. Uh, but yeah, man, please like and subscribe. Um, if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go through and I give out all my picks for each of the fights. And then at the end of the video, I give out my bets. Um, this show is also available on Spotify, iTunes, all your major streaming platforms. Um, and if you're not interested in watching my videos, you just want to see my picks and my bets, you can go to my social medias. Um, High kick underscore fight picks is Instagram and TikTok. And then I have a Facebook group, High Kick Fight Picks, on Facebook. Easy to find. And uh, that's meant, please feel free to post your bets and stuff or whatever you want in that group, man. I don't want to just see myself posting stuff all the time. Um, I want to see everybody make money. I want to see how everybody bets. Uh, so, yeah, man. And, yeah, as far as this card goes, man, uh, you know, this is originally supposed to be uh, Moreno versus Albazi. Um Albazi had a neck injury, I guess, what it says. I wouldn't really pay too much attention to that because I thought Albazi lost to Kai Kara France fight. I didn't think he deserved to fight Moreno anyway. Um, but yeah, man, let's get into this card. First up, we got Claudio Puelez taking on Fariz Zaim. And uh, Puelez is 27 years old. He's 5'10 with a 72-inch reach. He is 12-3 and and 5-2 and in the UFC. And he's a plus 190 underdog. Uh, two wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. And uh, I, I really couldn't believe, you know, at, during this guy's last fight that he had five wins in the UFC um, after the way he looked in the Dan Hooker fight. Uh, that was embarrassing for him. You know, he he got this one move, and it's a, you know, it's a knee bar, and, he, and he's really good at it. But if he can't get you down, um, he has nothing on the feet. Uh, dangerous submissions for sure. Um, his takedowns that we've seen him shoot in the UFC haven't been with proper technique. I guess I guess that would be the best way to to describe him. Uh, sometimes he'll just drop to his knees and kind of crawl forward, reaching for the legs. Uh, most of his wins, aside from Jordan Levitt, have been over guys who didn't make it in the UFC. And uh, and Levitt, you know, Levitt kind of made the mistake in that fight of playing, you know, Puelas' game and, and grappling with him the whole time. Um, Puelas does throw a real nice high kick. Uh, this is kind of similar to the Dan Hooker fight in that, you know, Puelas is fighting a really high-level kickboxer here that's tall and rangy. Uh, Puelas is very aggressive off of his back, constantly goes for submissions. Um you know, if, if Zion can keep this fight on the feet and avoid the sloppy takedowns, um, you know, and just not play, you know, Puelas' game in this fight, uh, I, th I think it's, I think it's um, you know, Zayim's fight all day there. Uh, Puelas shows 50% striking accuracy with 47% striking defense, 31% uh, takedown accuracy with 60% takedown defense, um, lands only 1.82 strikes per minute on average while absorbing 293 uh, but he does average 2.41 takedowns per 15 minutes. Um, but yeah, like I said, aside from, I mean, I guess you got to win over Clay Guida. I mean, but that's Clay Guida, you know, nowadays, not the old Clay Guida, but, 
Uh, and he's taking on Free Zaim. He is 26 years old. He's 6'1 with a 75 inch reach. He is 14 and 4 and 4 and 2 in the UFC. He's a minus 225 favorite. Um, so, you know, the worrisome thing about this is that Zaim has been submitted three times, um, only once in the UFC, but that was, you know, to, uh, to Terrence McKinney, um, that has the wrestling that Puelas doesn't have. So I can understand, you know, that, uh, that Terrence was able to get him down. Um, Zaim is a great kickboxer, really technically sound, uh, really great striking. He, he will have a three inch reach advantage in this fight. Uh, very good at fighting long, throwing nice straight shots, great counter striking. Um, he's coming off a win over Jai Herbert, which... You know, if anything, Jai Herbert is a great striker, a great kickboxer himself. Um, Zayim is great at countering his opponents when they throw leg kicks. Uh, Zayim's, Zayim's takedown defense has, you know, um, it's looked better in his last few fights. It seems like he's really worked hard, you know, on that part of his game. Um, he has four wins by knockout and five wins by submission. Nice elbows in close. Obviously, has a big advantage in the striking and has the power advantage on the feet. Um, his chef leg hook is really great. Uh, throws it really smoothly. Uh, he shows 47% striking accuracy with 66% striking defense. 24% uh, takedown accuracy with 75% takedown defense. Um, lands 2.82 strikes per minute on average while absorbing 2.01. Uh, it's a pretty decent number as far as the absorbing, but uh, obviously he could put out more volume. Um, I see Zayim catching Puelas with a big shot and hurting him, you know, and which is going to cause Puelas to shoot bad shots and, and try and pull guard and whatnot. Um, you know, which is going to be a terrible look for the ref and for the judges. So uh, I think Zayim's going to come out of this with a TKO win here after dropping Puelos a few times. And uh, Puelos is just going to be laying there trying to pull guard or something, and and uh, the ref will probably step in and stop it. So, And, uh, well, 64% on tapology is going with Zayim, 36% uh, with Puelos. I can understand, you know, with his uh, you know big advantage in the jiu-jitsu apartment that, that people would kind of be – Tempted to go with Puelas, but I can't go with him after the way he looked at the Dan Hooker fight. Next up, we got Christian Quinones taking on Rowdy Barcelos. And uh, Quinones is 27 years old. He's 5'8 with a 70-inch reach. He is 18-4 and 1-1 and one and one in the UFC, and he's a plus-155 underdog. Uh, yeah, he had a really impressive, you know, knockout win in his debut, but he also got caught with a nice punch by... Uh, by uh, Kong Ho Kang and, and and submitted in his next fight. Um, he was a favorite in that matchup, man. And, and you know, this is a card that's in Mexico. Um, I think the UFC's like trying to line up wins for the, for the Mexican fighters on this card. Maybe, um, you know, maybe they're thinking that since Barcelos is one and four in his last five, that Quinones has a good shot at getting a win here. Um, he does have really nice boxing, you know, fights well in the clinch. Uh, he beat a tough experienced guy on the contender series. Um, he has 10 wins by knockout, 3 wins by submission, really nice footwork. Uh, does really well when he stays on the outside and just kind of doubles up the jab. And he's really good at pulling guys into his shots and, and stuff like that and using his, using his footwork to set up his big shots. And uh, you know he will leave his hands kind of wide open at times in his stance, which could leave openings to be hit. Um, has a really nice right uppercut. Um, all his losses have been by finish, 2 knockouts and 2 submissions. So uh, that's a little bit worrisome there. Um, he had some success in his last fight, but... But I think he thought he hurt Kang and got careless and kind of rushed in and got dropped and, and, and then, of course, choked out. Uh, so maybe the submission awareness and defense are some of the holes in his game. And uh, Barcelos can do it all, man. High-level jiu-jitsu, great Muay Thai. Uh, we, haven't, we haven't got to see much of Quinones yet at a high level. So, I mean, uh, both, both his fights in the UFC have ended rather quickly, you know, the win and the loss. Um, so this is no easy fight, you know, for his third fight in the UFC, so... And he's taking on Howdy Barcelos. He is 36 years old, 5'8", with a 72-inch reach. He is 17-5 and 6-4 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus-180 favorite. And although he's 1-4 in his last five, man, look at who he's been fighting. I mean, you know, Timur Valiev, uh, that guy should never have been cut from the UFC. I never did understand that. Um, Nurmagomedov is undefeated. Phillips is a tough fight. Um, Barcelos was coming on late in, in the Kyler Phillips fight, man. He was kind of starting to take over. Um, you know, he has great conditioning. Uh, he has eight wins by knockout, two wins by submission. Um, he's very well-rounded, high-level jiu-jitsu background, and, and also has a background in judo and freestyle wrestling as well. Uh, Seventh-degree coral belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, he's never been submitted in the UFC and has only been submitted once in his career. And uh, he's only been knocked out once as well, which is by uh, Nurmagomedov. Um, he's going to have a two-inch reach advantage, throws really nice calf kicks, has great cardio and conditioning. Um, he definitely had his moments against Kyler Phillips, like I said. and uh, 
you know, if it had been a five round fight, Barcelos probably would have won that fight. He probably would have wound up getting a finish, you know, at some point, uh, the way he was coming on. Um, he throws nice combinations. He has a lot of advantages in this fight, especially on the ground and with his takedowns. Uh, but quite honestly, you know, Hani has great striking as well, and that and that reach advantage could uh, could come into play here. So um, he would be smart to get the takedowns early, take some of the pop off Quinones' shots, uh, wear on him a bit. Uh, Barcelos is really hard to keep down if he is taken down. Um, he's fought the tougher competition. Um, you know, so provided that Barcelos' chin holds up, he has a really good shot at winning this. And, uh, you know, Barcelos shows 52% striking accuracy with 61% striking defense, uh, 38% takedown accuracy with 90% takedown defense. And I think he's only been taken down once um, in the UFC. Um, he averages 1.83 takedowns per 15 minutes, lands on average 5.38 strikes per minute while absorbing 5.03. Uh, numbers could be better there. Um, I'm taking Barcelos to win this fight. I'm going to take a win by late submission, yeah, third-round submission. Next up, we got Mohamed Naimov taking on Eric Silva. And uh, Naimov is 29 years old. He's 5'9 with a 70-inch reach. He is 10-2 and 2-0 and and in the UFC. He's a minus 260 favorite. Um, he might even be a way bigger favorite than that now. Um, this guy made a statement, you know, up a weight class in his debut, knocking out Jamie Malarkey. And uh, in his in his last fight, he was just way bigger than Nathaniel Wood, and uh, it was kind of able to to you know bully Wood around a little bit, even, even though Wood did hurt him a few times. Um, you know, his body lock takedowns looked great, uh, seemed very strong in the clinch, uh, great ground and pound. You know, these guys are both very big for the weight class, man. And you know, Naimov was doing a lot of illegal shit in in the Wood fight. You know, low blows, grabbing the cage, all that stuff. Um, and he was eating a lot of leg kicks in that fight, and uh, he wasn't checking them at all. So, um, you know, in the past, his takedown defense has looked questionable. Wood was able to get him down uh, at least once in that fight, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I will say this, that, you know, Jamie Malarkey was fighting a great fight and dominating in every way before he got knocked out with that big shot. Uh, so Silva may, you know, look to that fight to get an idea or two of, you know, how to approach this fight. Um, Naimov has four wins by knockout, three wins by submission. He's never been finished. And um, if Naimov is smart, he'll look for the takedowns, not give Silva a chance to get going on the feet. Uh, Naimov has big power, you know, that's for sure, but, but not the most technical striker, uh, kind of a brawler type really. Um, he shows 46% striking accuracy with 41%, um, oh, sorry, 46% striking accuracy with 41% striking defense, uh, 29% takedown accuracy. Uh, maybe that hasn't been updated, um, with 58% takedown defense, um, averages 1.58 takedowns per 15 minutes and lands 3.37 strikes per minute on average. Uh, while absorbing 4.66, uh, which is not a good number. Um, I don't understand this matchup, really. You know, Naimov, Naimov have had some big wins in the UFC, and he's fighting a guy who's never won a fight in the UFC. So I don't really understand the matchmaking here. I don't know if they had another fight lined up and it fell out. Um, Naimov did look gassed at the end of the third round against Nathaniel Wood. Um, he was actually uh, getting beat up at the end of that round. So, I mean, who knows if he barely made it or not. Um He's taking on Eric Silva. He is 36 years old, uh, 5'9 with a 71-inch reach. He is 9-2 and 0-1 and and in the UFC. He's a plus 210 underdog. Uh, both his losses have been by submission. Um, his takedown defense has looked terrible. You know, it looked terrible in his debut anyway. Um, it's been over a year. I'm sure he's made improvements. I, I'd rather see Silva win this fight, honestly, um, just because of all the illegal shit that Naimov was doing in his last fight. But, uh, you know, Silva has three wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Um, he beat a 3-0 and guy in the Contender Series, which is, you know, so what, right? It's a 3-0 and guy. Um, seemed like they really wanted Silva to win, you know, that matchup. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I guess 3-0 and in MMA, but really the 3-0 and guy had a, uh, he had like a Muay Thai and kickboxing career, so he wasn't completely unexperienced. Um, and the guy had actually had a win over Giga Chikaze in glory, so um, that's actually pretty impressive, but... Um, Silva's going to have a one-inch reach advantage. He has a karate background. Um, if he can keep it on the feet, he has a, a, a good chance at, at winning this. Um, you know, he, he's got a great rear naked choke. In the past, he's had a lot of fights where he took guys down and beat on them until they gave up the back, and then he choked them out. Um, if he can get Naimov down, you know, he, he could have success, but, you know, can, can he? We don't, we don't really know based on what we've seen so far, man, and, 
Silva probably does have the, the cleaner, more technical striking, but the power goes to Naimov. Um, it all comes down to what kind of improvement Silva's made. Um, he's a big guy, you know, like Naimov he is. I mean, it's if he shored up his takedown defense, it could be, you know, a long night for Naimov. You never know. But uh, based on what we've seen so far, we got to go with Naimov. Um, I'm going to take him to win by submission. Um, take him to win by submission round two, but I'll secretly be, uh, be cheering for Silva. Um, and, you know, you never know. He may have turned a corner, man. He may have made a lot of improvements, so. Next up, we got Luis Rodriguez taking on Dennis Bondar. And uh, Rodriguez is, he's 24 years old, 5'6", uh, with a 65-inch reach. He is 16-2, and two, and this is going to be his UFC debut. Uh, he's a plus-105 underdog. I think I, I actually caught him at a little bit better price than some of my stuff. Uh, so this guy lost to Jerome Rivera some years ago, which which isn't a good look. You know, that was a fight on the Contender Series, uh, you know, since Rivera went went on to never win a fight in the UFC. But it was a really close fight, and Rodriguez could have arguably won that fight. Um, you know, but Rivera also is like the tallest, biggest flyweight we've ever seen in the UFC. So, so I mean, uh, but since then, Lewis has had, you know, five straight wins. He has seven wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Uh, he's never been finished. and has a great looking record on paper anyway. And, and this guy, you know, he's a big deal in Mexico, man, on the regional scene. And, and he's fighting at home here. He's going to get a big pop from the crowd. Um, had a lot of fun watching the tape on this guy. Very fun fights. Uh, nice boxing. Um, hasn't fought the best of competition yet, but, but lots of people have not fought great competition and done well in the UFC. So, I mean, uh, that doesn't mean much. And also the organization this guy has been fighting in, you know, allows knees down opponents and all kinds of stuff like that. So it was uh, very fun to watch. And um, one thing he was doing that, that I didn't like was he was backing straight up rather than circling off from his opponents. Um, I don't think he's going to want to be able to do that in the UFC for sure. Um, does have nice counter-striking, will switch stances at times, really dangerous with his flying knees. Um, his last fight was a fun fight, but you know, he was fighting a guy who was 11-11, and 11, and that guy that guy had his moments in that fight, honestly. He had a few moments, but Lewis eventually started you know really taking over and, and putting a beat down on him. Um, Lewis did get taken down at one point, but popped right back up. Um, he was only 21 when he lost on the contender series. So, I mean, obviously he was still developing and I'm sure he's going to come out here and look, look better than ever. And, uh, he showed in that fight that he knows what to do when somebody has his back. Um, and I think he has the better striking in this fight, although Bondar does hit very hard. Um, as long as Lewis is takedown defense, hold up, he's live to get the win here. Um, and I think most everyone on topology is going with Rodriguez. Uh, and he's taking on Dennis Bondar. He's 31 years old, 5'6", with a 69-inch reach. He is 19-4 and 0-2 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus-125 favorite. Um, he's going to have a 4-inch reach advantage in this fight. 4 wins by knockout, 13 wins by submission. Um, he's never won a fight by decision. And uh, this guy really is a prime example of someone whose record looks great until you really look into it. Um, all his wins are over terrible competition, and, and it looks like all his losses have been, you know, to the... To the only guys that he's fought with decent records, you know, he was primarily known for his grappling before the UFC, lots of submission wins, um, but he hasn't shown any of that in the UFC, and, you know, he did have his moments in the Carlos Hernandez fight, but ultimately that fight should have been called a knockout win for Hernandez, because he knocked Bondar out with a slam. Um, Bondar does hit very hard, but he really loads up on all his shots. Um, he's only fought the tougher competition because he fought and lost in, you know, his, in the UFC twice. Um, he would be smart to use his grappling in this fight if he can. Um, you know, uh, maybe he'll have success in the, in the striking early, but you know, once he slows down, Rodriguez will eat him up. I'm pretty sure, and and I wouldn't be shocked if the if the guy with the UFC UFC experience got the win. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't. You know, based on what we've seen from Bondar so far, so um, I think I think we should all jump on Rodriguez while we can at plus money. Um, you know, Bondar has really had trouble putting it together in the UFC, and um. I'll take Rodriguez to win by a third round, third round knockout. Next up, we got Jesus Aguilar taking on Matuas Mendonca. And Aguilar is 27 years old, 5'4 with a 62 inch reach. He is 9 and 2 and 1 and 1 in the UFC, and he's a plus 120 underdog. And, uh, yeah, the last time I broke this guy's fight down, I said some things that I really regret. You know, I said that 
I said that all he all he has is a good guillotine choke, and if he can't get that, he's screwed. But but then he proceeded to knock out his last opponent really quickly with a big shot. So obviously I was wrong, and I, I do apologize for that. Um, guy has looked better, does have the skills. Um, he's got some power and, and some boxing skills as well. And um, yeah, that was his first win by knockout, but um, no better place to do it than the UFC. Um, has six wins by submission. Um, his two losses have both been by submission as well, though. I mean, he beat a real tough guy, 11-1 and one on the Contender Series. Um, honestly, that fight was going back and forth up until he sunk in that choke. Um, he's very short and stocky, seems very powerful, does have, I think he has the shortest reach in the UFC, I think. Um, does tend to kind of brawl and fight real wild on the feet, does have decent takedowns. Uh, fights very aggressive, pushes forward constantly, great conditioning. Um, you know, honestly... I don't understand. Um, I don't understand how Aguilar is the underdog, considering how Mendonca has looked in the UFC. Um, I think Aguilar is going to look for takedowns in this fight and push a tough pace, and probably try to get that guillotine choke he's so good at. And he's taking on Matuas Mendonca. He is um, 25 years old. He's five six with a 71 and a half inch reach. He is 10 and two and 0 and two in the UFC. And he's a minus 139 favorite. And uh, he's going to have a nine and a half inch reach advantage. That's pretty crazy. Um, there was a lot of hype on this guy coming into the UFC. Um, he made you know a somewhat good account of himself up a weight class against Basharat um, in his debut. But he looked absolutely horrible, horrible back down at 125 against uh, Nate Maness. Um, has three wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh, does have decent Muay Thai, great calf kicks. Fights really wild as well. Uh, very aggressive early, which causes him to tire himself out at times. Um, he made terrible, you know, terrible mistake dropping down for a leg lock and just kind of holding on to it against Maness and uh, letting himself get smashed in the face, you know, until he was out. Um, you can tell he has good jujitsu and, and a lot of skills, just hasn't been able to put them together yet, man. And he does really load up on all his strikes, so you can kind of see him coming. Um, honestly, based on how he's looked so far, um, I ain't going to pick him here. Um, I think he looked better at 135 pounds, and and uh, I think he should consider moving back up to 135. Um, I'm going to be taking the dog. I'm going to take Aguilar to get a win uh, by late guillotine choke, third round. And uh, let's see what everybody on Tapology is thinking. Yeah, most of them are going with Aguilar as well, so uh, things have switched. Next up, we got Victor Altamoreno taking on Felipe Dos Santos. Grab some water real quick. So, um, I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of Alter Moreno's man. Uh, he is 33 years old, five eight with a 70 inch reach. He is 12 and three and two and two in the UFC. He's a plus 260 underdog. Uh, two wins by knockout, four wins by submission. Um, hasn't been finished yet in the UFC, but was submitted once on the regional scene. Um, has kind of an awkward style, man. We saw in his last fight his takedown defense isn't really up to par. Uh, but Tim Elliott does have pretty good wrestling, man. Um, to be fair. And uh, he's good at moving in and out of the pocket, blitzing in and then angling off, has great cardio. Um, if he can keep this fight on the feet, he has a shot at winning. But, I, I mean, do I think Santos's wrestling is as good as Elliott's? No, I don't. Um, so maybe this fight ends up being closer than the line indicates. Um, I am a fan of this guy. He's fighting out of the uh, the area I live in, uh, so I'm always rooting for him. Um, he has kind of a karate-type you know, striking style. He's, he's showing great head movement against uh, Salvador, Vinicius Salvador. Uh, staying out of the way, the big shots, and just kind of just being very effective with his kind of awkward style. Um, you can tell he's still developing in certain parts of his game. He didn't start, you know, doing MMA till pretty late in his life, and uh, you know his takedowns and ground game are 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 really good. Uh, you know, really nice kicks. Uh, does dip his head a lot in the pocket, man. Like the way he attacks, it's it's really weird how he how he does that and how he moves. And he'll kind of like throw a strike, dip his head way off to the side and come back over with another and then, you know, and then hop out of the pocket. And it's just really weird the way he does it, but it, it can be effective sometimes. So, I mean, I'm sure his opponents will always be looking to land a knee up the middle because um, he is open for that. Uh, we come across situations where we get overconfident in guys, you know, that, that we haven't seen much of yet, you know, like Joe Pfeiffer being a prime example. Um, you know, he wasn't prepared. He said, all, he, he said all that stuff and then he wasn't prepared. He didn't have the five round cardio. Um, I do think one day Joe Pfeiffer is probably going to be, I don't, I mean, I don't know if he'll be a champion, but he'll definitely be at the top of the division for a while once he, once he fixes that problem. Um, but unfortunately for me, I had like a nine fight parlay going and I thought for sure, I was like, yeah, I'm going to come out with some profit on this card. Finally, 
uh, you know, I'm not just going to break even and then Joe Pfeiffer killed it. I should have just cashed it out ahead of time. But uh, uh, we haven't seen much of Santos yet, and, and everyone is kind of steaming this line because Santos, you know, kind of quote-unquote had a good fight with Manel Kopp. Uh, and he did. He did land some good shots. But I think, you know, Kopp was pretty dominantly winning that fight anyway. I mean, he did – Dos Santos did land a few good shots here and there, but for the most part, you know, Manel Kopp was kind of dominating that fight in his own way. And uh, people said the same thing about Matuas Mendoka, you know, and look what happened to him. You know, Mendoka had a had a had a good account of himself against Javid Basarat, kind of. When you go back and watch it, you're like, well, maybe he really didn't because he was pretty much dominated the whole fight. Um, Santos hasn't, you know, proven himself, you know, to be quite worth his price yet, in my opinion. Um, I think it's a big risk, you know, on a guy that you know, we haven't got to see much of yet, man. I, I think he is very good. Um, I do agree with that. Um, I just I'm not confident enough myself personally to lay like the big money on him um, at a minus 300 or whatever he is. Um, but uh, Felipe Dos Santos is 23 years old. He's five seven with a 70 inch reach. He is seven and one and zero and one in the UFC, and he's a minus three ten favorite. Uh, two wins by knockout and three wins by submission. He's never been finished. And you know now, I'm not saying like I said he didn't look impressive. It was pretty uh, you know wild that you know he, the this this guy has fought zero good competition and on short notice went out and went to a decision with one of the you know the better guys in the division in Manel Cop. So yeah, it is impressive. Um, he was fighting like he had nothing to lose because he didn't, you know, and he he took all the risk. He did everything he could. Um, he's very tough, you know, he, a young kid, and he's going to be improving. And he throws nice front kicks, does a lot of like nice jumping attacks and switch kicks. Um, did get dropped in less than a minute in that fight. That's something to think about, you know. Um, but he survived. He fought real reckless, um, really good with his knees and elbows and close. Um, he was kind of getting thrown around by, by cop, man. He, he took cop down and, and cop just kind of threw him off. Like he, like he weighed nothing, you know, um, another time cop just kind of shoved him down with his man strength, you know? So, um, he does throw a lot, a lot of volume. Uh, he was constantly firing shots, constantly trying to throw, you know, move forward and throw. Uh, he got set down by a leg kick at, at one time. Um, I kind of felt that Cop was just really trying to get a knockout rather than dominate the fight. Um, I think Cop could have taken him down and kept him down if he wanted. Um, all that aside, you know, his striking looked nice. I mean, e even though, even through getting beat up for three rounds, he still had his moments. Um, Alta Moreno would be smart to get this fight to the ground and not give Santos a chance to get going on the feet. Uh, but it's tough to say, you know, Alta Moreno has such a weird style on the feet that it could throw Santos off. You know, you just never know. Um, I think Santos is good. Uh, I'm too scared to pay the big price on him, so I'm not going to lay any heavy money on it. Um, I'll pick him to win, but uh, probably just have him in some parlays. We'll never have too much on it. So, But I will be cheering for uh, Alta Moreno. Next up, we got Edgar Chavez taking on Daniel Lacerda. Again, uh... Edgar Chavez is 28 years old, 5'7", with a 72-inch reach. He is 10-5 and 0-1-1 and and in the UFC, and uh, he's a minus-360 favorite. Uh, you know, this is literally like the third time I've broke down, you know, this fight. No one really cares at this point. Uh, this guy made his debut up against uh, Tiara, got out-grappled like everybody does against Tiara. Um, Edgar's going to have a 2-inch reach advantage in this fight, 4 wins by knockout, 6 wins by submission. He's never been knocked out, uh, and he's been submitted twice, though. Um, he is a big flyweight man, heavy hands, good boxing, nice leg kicks, uh, does eat a lot of calf kicks himself as well. Um, he was making a lot of mistakes in the Tiara fight, like jumping on guillotines that he wasn't going to get. Um, if he hadn't been fighting Tiara, he may have had success with those submissions attempts, but you're not going to submit Tiara, you know. Um, he lost his fight on the Contender Series to Clayton Carpenter. Um, his weaknesses in this in, in this fight have been his, you know, his grappling, or sorry, in his fights um, has been his grappling and takedown defense. Um, he's had trouble getting up, you know, once he's taken down, but obviously this is a rematch from their last fight, which Chara's was winning pretty dominantly. Um, he had that choke in and the ref stopped it, you know, um, thinking Lacerda was out and he wasn't, um, I don't expect Lacerda to be trying to wrestle, nor do I think his wrestling is good enough to keep Chara's down. Um, I expect Chara's to have the cardio advantage, which will probably play a big role in this fight. Uh, Lacerda has notoriously bad cardio and, and from what little we saw in the last fight, Chara's seemed to be having success on the feet as well. Uh, he's taking on Daniel Lacerda. He is 27 years old, 5'6", with a 70-inch reach. He is 11-5 and 0-4-1 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus 285 underdog. So whether anybody wants to admit it or not, you know, I actually do consider Lacerda to be a good fighter. 
Um, he has all the skills. He's very exciting. He does the same thing every time he comes out and he has success. He hurts guys and he puts everything he has into trying to finish them until he gasses out and, and it ends up costing him. You know, he does have a lot of skills. Um, if he wasn't a very exciting fighter, he wouldn't be getting another shot after being finished four times in a row. You know, um, he has all the skills, man. He just, he just needs to work on the cardio and pace himself a little bit. Um, you know, he almost finished his last two opponents, man. And, uh, well, before Charez, anyway, he almost finished CJ Verga. He almost finished Victor Altamoreno. He had his moments in those fights. And, um, uh, where was I at? Yeah, he's very powerful. He has good submissions and takedowns. All his wins have been by finish, uh, five knockouts and six wins by submission. Uh, this is a step down in competition, kind of, you know, um, compared to the other guys he's been fighting. Um, he uses his calf kicks very well. It, it's just his gas tank that loses the fight for him every time. And it's hard to pick somebody that's lost four times in a row, man. And, and then also uh, pretty much five, if you consider the fact that he was losing his last fight before the referee made the mistake of stopping it early. Um, I also think this is another guy who could consider going up a weight class, man. It might help with some of those issues. Um, I could definitely see him, you know, getting a quick submission here, something crazy. Uh, but I do, I don't have it in me to, to pick him. Um, not with his cardio looking the way it has in the past. And from what we saw in the last fight. So I got to go with Charez. Um, Lacerda did seem to be trying to pace himself more in that fight, the last fight. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take Charez to win by uh, by knockout round two. Next up, we got Daniel Zellhuber taking on Francisco Prado. And Zellhuber is 24 years old. He's 6'1 with a 77-inch reach. He is 14-1 and 2-1 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus 225 favorite. Uh, this is good matchmaking. It's a little frustrating because I'm a big fan of both of these guys. I've made money on both of these guys. Um, Daniel has uh, seven wins by knockout and three wins by submission. Um, he's never been finished. I um, mean, he's really good. He trains at elevation. His cardio is very good. Uh, he has good head movement. And, and we saw, you know, from his fight on the contender series that he can definitely take a big shot. You know, he is very well-rounded, very technically sound, um, good elbows in tight, throws a good variety of strikes, throws a lot of nice straight shots, um, really good at catching guys with his knees when they duck their heads, uh, great takedown defense for sure, really nice balance, uh, nice hip tosses and good, and good top pressure, really good with his Muay Thai clinch. Um, he's young and he's going to be constantly improving, uh, very tall and rangy, throws a nice left uppercut, um, in close and, and the way he throws it is kind of like a, it's kind of like a check hook the way he throws it. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but it's, but it's an uppercut it just, I don't know if you watch him, you know, you'll know what I'm saying. Um, I think he has a clear advantage on the ground and, and with his wrestling and submissions, um, real nice chokes, uh, with those long arms and he probably has the cleaner, more technical striking, but, uh, I would say Prado probably has the power advantage in this fight. Um, and Zell Hooper will have a one-inch reach advantage. And Francisco Prado is 21 years old, 5'11", with a 76-inch reach. He is 12-1 and 1-1 and one and one in the UFC, and he's a plus 200 underdog. Yeah, all of his wins have been by finish, six knockouts, six submissions. He's never been, uh, never been finished himself. Uh, made his debut against Jamie Malarkey, and he kind of got outclassed there. Um, got taken down quite a bit. He does have nice striking, but... You know, he's more of like a, a brawler type of striker, you know, dipping with hooks and, and, and whatnot, throwing real heavy shots instead of jabs and straight shots. Um, we saw him shoot a few takedowns against a Zytar, which he couldn't get, so I don't think he's going to be able to get takedowns in this matchup. Um, he has big power, that's for sure, but, you know, we've seen Zell Huber take some big shots and keep going. Um, I think Prado is going to have a nice career in the UFC. Um, he's going to make improvements. He's really young. I think Zell Huber would be smart to go out and and try to get the takedowns, you know, in the first round or, or, or hold this guy up against the cage just to kind of, you know, tire him out a little bit, you know, not give him a chance to use all that power right off the bat um, and then go on from there. But I, I think Zell Huber has a clear advantage in the grappling. I don't know why he wouldn't use it. Um, I'm going to be taking Zell Huber to win by, uh, I'm taking him to win by third round submission. And I guess I'm picking a lot of submissions on this card. Didn't think about it as I was going through my notes, <laughs> doing my notes. Uh, next up, we got Raul Rosas Jr. taking on Ricky Tercios. I'm probably going to get a lot of uh, a lot of hate for this pick. I don't know if you, anybody will agree with me on this or not. Uh, R Rosas Jr. is 19 years old, 5'9", with a 67-inch reach. He is 8-1 and 2-1 and and in the UFC. He's a minus 275 favorite. Uh, two wins by knockout, five wins by submission. And uh, I'm not one of the people who are really high on 
you know, Rosas Jr. Um, I picked Rodriguez to beat him, and uh, and he did. And other than that, you know, he's only beat guys that never could get a win in the UFC. You know, Jay Perrin, uh, Terrence Mitchell, those guys are, are not in the UFC anymore and never did get a win. Um, he's really good at what he does. He has great wrestling and submissions, really good at transitioning to the back from a lot of different positions. Um, doesn't have that good of striking, really. I mean, it kind of seems at times like if he can't get the first-round submission, he might be gassed out. And that's a big risk with a, you know, with a, with a big price, you know, if you ask me. Uh, this line's probably going to reach over minus 300, minus 400. We don't even know how high it's going to get. Um, and Tercios is a legit UFC fighter that's had wins in the UFC, you know, unlike, you know, Rosa's last, you know, two wins in the UFC. Um, I think Rosa still has some areas of his game to round out. Um, he would do well to pace himself because a guy like Ricky is never going to stop coming at you and he's never going to get tired. Um, we've seen it other times when when a really young fighter comes into the UFC like like Chase Hooper, a jiu-jitsu whiz. Um, but it took him a while to put it together, and now he's finally finding success, some success years later after having some really nasty um, losses. So I, I worry that this is too much too soon sometimes for a, you know, a 19-year-old guy who is really good. He's got a bright future. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't. I don't think his game's rounded out enough yet, you know, because when he comes across these guys that he can't get down, you know, what's he going to do? You know, um, would probably won't do very well, you know, so. Um, and he's taking on Ricky Tercios. He is 30 years old, 5'9", with a 71-inch reach. He is 12-3 and and 2-1 and in the UFC, and he's a plus 205 underdog. Uh, three wins by knockout, one win by submission. Uh, Ricky has kind of an awkward style. He's He definitely has the advantage in the striking in this fight. Uh, one thing I will say in his favor is he does have good sweeps and whatnot. Um, he's going to have a four-inch reach advantage in this fight. He's never been submitted. Um, he does get taken down at times, but he's pretty aggressive off of his back, and he's good at doing damage off of his back and, and good at getting back to his feet and just kind of attacking legs and just whatever he's got to do to uh, to give uh, his opponent trouble You know, whenever he's down there. And he's good at getting back up. So um, he's, he's coming off a win over Kevin Natividad, who even though he hasn't had the success in the UFC, um, he actually is a pretty tough fighter, man, and um, you know, TV dad has struggled in the UFC, man, but he know he has the skills, man. He's not a bad fighter. Um, Ricky trains with Brandon Moreno. He's very creative off of his back. Um, he doesn't just lay there, you know, and he'll sweep and end up on top. Usually we've seen that in a few of his fights. Um, I see a lot of things that could give Ryle trouble in this fight, especially if he gets out of the first round. Um, he puts out, uh, uh Tercios puts out a lot of volume, never stops coming forward. He switches up his attacks a lot. Uh, his cardio is very, very good, and I, I'm not super confident, you know. I mean, how can you be picking against a minus 300 favorite? Um, but I'm going to take the more well-rounded fighter in Tercios, and I'm going to take him to get the win by decision. Next up, we got Manuel Torres taking on Chris Duncan. And Torres is 28 years old, 5'10", with a 73-inch reach. He is 14 and 2 and 2 and 0 in the UFC, and he's a minus 125 favorite. Um, seven wins by knockout, six wins by submission. Uh, one thing to keep in mind is both of his losses have come by submission. Um, all but one of his wins have come by finish. Um, I really like his style and his Muay Thai. He has nasty elbows and close. Uh, he's going to have a one and a half inch reach advantage in this fight. And uh, this is good matchmaking, man. Uh, and he throws great calf kicks, uses a lot of front kicks to keep his opponents at bay. Um, uses his reach very well, big power in all his strikes. Um, I think he has the more technical striking out of these two. They both hit very hard. Um, we've yet to see his takedown defense tested yet in the UFC. Um, that's my only worry for him, really, in this fight. Um, he's going to have the speed advantage. He does kind of tend to brawl with guys, but it's more of a technical brawl rather than just rather than just ducking his head and throwing punches. You know, he's a little bit more technical in there, but does, does fight pretty wild. Um, all but one of his wins have been by a first round finish, which also worries me because I don't want him to turn out to have bad cardio like a lot of other guys do. Um, the prices on this fight aren't ter terrible either direction you go. So, I mean, I wouldn't blame anybody for going either way on this one. He's taking on Chris Duncan. He is 30 years old, 5'10", with a 71 and a half inch reach. He is 11 and 1 and 2 and 0 in the UFC. He's a plus 105 underdog. Um, seven wins by knockout, one win by submission. Uh, this guy's record looks great on paper, but I feel like even though he's only been knocked out once, we've seen him get dropped a lot and hurt a lot. You know, and if you watch the tape on him, you'll see that. Um, and uh, he, he tends to get rocked a lot, but does always find a way to come back and get the win. So, I mean, can't say too much about that. 
Um, he's not going to want to get hit by Torres here like that. Um, I was very disappointed that Duncan's last opponent basically had to fight with a... He fought the whole fight with one arm, pretty much, and Duncan still couldn't get him out of there. Um, in his debut, he had a close fight with Omar Morales, which he arguably could have lost. Um, all those big finishes and whatnot stopped when he got to the UFC. Um, Torres has kept going. Um, I am a fan. I always kind of find myself cheering for Scottish fighters because that's where my family came from way back in the day, you know, fucking 200 years ago or however long. Um, I expect Duncan to be looking for takedowns in this fight. Uh, Duncan hasn't hasn't been taken down in the UFC yet. He does hit very hard, like I said. Um, on the feet, Torres has the advantages all day. Uh, this fight is going to come down to how good Torres' takedown defense is, probably, and how good Duncan's wrestling might be. Uh, Duncan is 11-0. He's no easy fight for anyone. He's pretty good, uh, and he's constantly improving. Um, I wouldn't blame anyone for taking the plus money on Duncan here, um, but I'm going to take Torres to get the win here at home in Mexico, and uh, I've taken the win by knockout round two. Duncan might tire himself out going for takedowns if he can't get them. <clears throat> Next up, we got Yasmin Uruguay taking on Sam Hughes. Um, you guys will have to forgive me uh, from like this point on because uh, I sat down the other day for like four hours, man, doing notes and watching tape, and then my tablet just randomly turned itself off, and uh, and I lost all of it that I had done at that point. You know, uh so for the last few fights on this card, I put together as much of it as I could remember, but I did lose my notes. So, um, Yasmin Uruguay is 24 years old. She's 5'3 with a 64-inch reach. She is 10-1 and 2-1 and in the UFC, and she's a minus 500 favorite. Uh, very well-rounded. She's a finisher. Seven wins by knockout. Uh, no wins by submission. Um, her debut... Um, her and her opponent showed, you know, that they were both super talented, you know, high-level fighters. Uh, I think it was uh, against Lucindo, if I remember correctly. Um, it was an amazing fight. And then Jasmine followed up with a finish over Estela Nunes, um, who's a good striker, man. And, uh, and and Jasmine throws great combinations, very technical and, and, and accurate with her strikes. She's very fast. She pushes a tough pace, great cardio. Um, she never throws just one punch. It's always multiple strikes, man. And, and she hit Nunes with probably a 10-punch combination at one point in that fight. Uh, she has great ground and pound and elbows from top position. Uh, can't say enough good things about her, man. And and now that, you know, all that being said, all those things were true going into her last fight, and she got knocked out, um, you know, by Denise Gomes. So uh, she for sure has all the skills as long as she can stuff the takedowns here. She's got all the advantages. She's way faster and more powerful on the feet. Uh, she keeps her hands where they're supposed to be. Uh, great at making reads. She has nice single leg and trip takedowns. Um, shows 100% takedown defense so far in the UFC. And uh, 41% striking accuracy with 54% striking defense. Um, averages over one knockdown per 15 minutes. Uh, lands 6.26 strikes per minute on average while absorbing uh, 4.87. She's taking on Sam Hughes. She is 31 years old, 5'5", with a 64.5-inch reach. She is 8-5 and 3-4 and and in the UFC, and she's a plus 385 underdog. Uh, two wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh, Sam is real tough. She'll typically go out there and take a beating in the first round, and, and if her opponent's cardio isn't on point, she will take over with her pressure and pace. Uh, doesn't have the best striking or striking defense. Um, you know, we'll we'll look at the numbers in a minute, but, you know, she, ha she has a lot of success when, you know, she can get her wrestling going. Um, but in, unfortunately, in this matchup, there's not a lot I can say here in her favor. Um, she will have to get the takedowns because she's not going to win on the feet. And quite frankly, I'm not sure she's going to be able to get Yasmin down. Uh, she shows 47% striking accuracy with 54% striking defense, 58% uh, takedown defense with 47% takedown accuracy. And she lands 3.79 strikes per minute on average while absorbing 4.23. Um, I'm taking Yasmin to win this fight by decision pretty, do pretty dominantly. Next up, we got the co-main event. Uh, Yair Rodriguez is 31 years old. He's 5'11 with a 71-inch reach. He is 18-4 and 10-3 and and in the UFC. He's a minus-165 favorite. Uh, seven wins by knockout, five wins by submission. Um, has never been submitted, but has been knocked out three times. Um, he has some of the best striking in the division. His crazy spin attacks and crazy kicks and elbows. Just very creative striking. Um kind of like a Taekwondo-ish style. Um, no doubt he has the advantage in the striking um, on top of a two-inch reach advantage. Uh, we saw in the Emmett fight that he's dangerous off his back too, man. He's taller, he's rangier. Um, 
covers a whole lot of ground fast. You know, when he throws the strikes, he uses his teep kicks to hide his question mark kicks and, and whatnot that he throws. He switches back and forth, gives guys a lot of different looks, great counter striking, uh, great at landing big shots while he's backing away, while he's moving away from his opponents. Uh, really light on his feet, man. He throws some nasty elbows off his back when he's taken down. Uh, it's going to be a five-round fight, man. And I feel like his takedown defense has gotten a lot better than it used to be. Um, I imagine he's going to have to be stuffing takedowns in this fight. Um, he shows 46% striking accuracy with 52% striking defense. Uh, 59% takedown defense with 26% takedown accuracy. He doesn't go over takedowns very much. Uh, lands 4.63 strikes per minute on average while absorbing 4.07. Uh, most of that's probably from the Volkanovski fight <laughs> or the Max Holloway fight. Actually, that was a great fight. He took a lot of damage in that fight. Um, he's taken on Brian Ortega. He is 33 years old, 5'8", with a 69-inch reach. He is 15-3, and three, or 15-3-1, and one, and 7-3-1 and one in the UFC, and uh, he's a plus-132 underdog. Uh, three wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. Um, he's never been submitted, and and he's, his two, you know, his two, they're on his record. His knockout losses have either been by injury or doctor stoppage. He's never actually been legitimately knocked out, even though he took a really bad beating um, against you know Holloway. Uh, so as much as I, I don't like this guy, man, you've got to respect how good he is. You know he, he has his best skills are his grappling and his submissions. Um, he does have the tools to beat Rodriguez, but he hasn't fought in a year and a half. He's coming off an of injury. Um, obviously, we didn't get to see much the last time these guys fought. Uh, you know, Brian in that fight was constantly moving forward and trading with Yair, really trying to pressure and wear on him. Uh, but he was getting pieced up in the process. And, you know, Ortega went five rounds with Volkanovski. He's very tough. Um, but he wasn't able to get the takedowns he was going for the last time these guys fought, but at least for the first round. I know we didn't get to see much of it. Um, if Ortega wasn't coming back off an injury, I would seriously consider picking him here. Um, in order to win this fight, he's going to need to get the takedowns. I mean, it, it's not close on the feet at all. Um, he shows 39% striking accuracy with 50% striking defense, uh, 24% takedown accuracy with 56% takedown defense, which leads me to believe he's not going to be able to get the fight to the ground. Um, I'm going with Rodriguez. I'm taking him to get the win here at home. Um, if it gets to the later rounds, maybe Ortega has a shot. Um, if you're going to bet Ortega, I would say, you know, take him by submission, but I'm going to be taking Yair, Yair Rodriguez to win by, uh, by TKO, um, you know, round two or three. Next up, we got the main event. Uh, this is one of the better fight night cards we've had in a long time, for sure. It's going to be a great card. Uh, we got Brandon Moreno taking on Brandon Royval. Moreno is 30 years old. He's 5'7 with a 70 inch reach. He is 21 7 and 2 and 9 4 and 2 in the UFC, and he's a minus 250 favorite. Uh, five wins by knockout, 11 wins by submission. I'm keeping it pretty short on this fight. Um, I feel like it's an easy choice here. Um, I'm a big Brandon Royval fan. I would like to see him win. I wish, you know, I'd like to see him be a champion in the UFC because I like his style and the way he fights. But uh, Moreno's takedowns will be the key to him winning this fight. Uh, Moreno has all the advantages, you know, aside from without, uh, from Royval's big explosive attacks. Uh, you know, Moreno should arguably, arguably still be champion. You know, he arguably won the fight against uh, Pantoja. Um, he's taking on Brandon Royval. He is 31 years old, 5'9", with a 70.5-inch reach. He is 15-7 and seven and 5-3 and three in the UFC. He's a plus 200 underdog. Um, four wins by knockout, nine wins by submission. Uh, most of his wins have been by finish. Very exciting, fun to watch. Um, but we've seen that his takedown defense hasn't held up in the past. Aside from aside from landing a big shot, I don't see a lot of ways for him to get the win in this fight, unfortunately. Um, and so keeping it simple, man, I think Moreno is going to have this fight in the bag. I think he's going to go out there and get the takedowns and probably hold Royval down for five rounds. Um, you know, Pantoja couldn't finish Royval, so I'll be surprised if Moreno can, but you never know. Uh, so I'm taking Moreno to win by decision. Pull my bets up here, guys. And uh, didn't go with a whole lot of big plays here. Biggest plays a one-unit play. Um, I got a small underdog play on Luis Rodriguez, plus 110. It's a quarter-unit play. Um, I got a two-fight parlay, which is Brandon Moreno and Yasmin Yergui. That's minus 135. That's a one-unit play. And then I have a two-fight parlay with Daniel Zellhuber and Yair Rodriguez. That's plus 125. That's a quarter-unit play. And then uh, just because I put a, a little small play on um, on Aguilar at plus 115, it's just a $100 play. Um, and as far as my parlays go... 
first one's going to be a four-fight parlay um, with Edgar Chárez, Rami Barcelos, Brandon Moreno, and Jasmine Uruguay. That's only a plus two thirty-five. Horrible odds for a for a four-fight parlay, but uh, and then to that I added um, uh, Ferris Zaim and Daniel Zellhuber. That's a plus five eighty-one. That's a six-fight parlay. And then to that, I added, uh, I added both the Rodriguez's, Yair and Luis Rodriguez and Aguilar, and that's a nine fight parlay. That's a plus four thousand seven hundred and twenty three. And then to that, then to that, I added um, Naimov and Dos Santos. That's a eleven fight parlay. That's a plus eight thousand four hundred and seventy four. And, uh, man, that's it for my picks and my bets, guys. Let's take a look. I mean, I already know this card's happening here in, you know, five or six hours, but I'll go over and look at, um, I'll go over and look at the, uh, the, uh, UFC 298 card, you know, look at the, I know there's been some changes, um, actually, I think just one change, which is, uh, you know, um, DeLima is now taking on Junior Taffa instead of Justin Taffa. Um, in my opinion, Junior Taffa, I mean, he's got a, a, a really good, you know, a kickboxing background, very high level kickboxing background, you know, glory fighter, all that. Um, he's definitely got the advantage in the striking 100%. I think he's a way better striker than, than his brother, Justin is. Um, I think Justin has more power, but they're both big guys. I mean, um, Lima's going to have to shoot for takedowns here. I don't know if he's going to be able to get them. Uh, Junior Taffa. If it's on the feet all day at distance, he's got the advantages. I'm still going to go with Tafa. I know it's on super short short notice, but I'd imagine he's been training with Justin, you know, alongside Justin for this fight. So I imagine he's not totally out of the water. He's going to be a little prepared. So um, if Lima can't get the takedowns, Tafa will knock him out. And uh, I'm going to go with him, man. I'm going to take Junior Tafa still. So for the plus money. Um, and that's it for me, guys, man. Thank all you guys so much for caring what I had to say. Uh, thank you, thank you to the guys who have been posting your bets in the uh, Facebook group and stuff. Um, I really appreciate every single one of you guys. And uh, y'all have a good one, man. Good luck. Win some money. I'm out of here.